0: Our pregame show is for Isuzu D-MAX and MUX and for Trojan Tools. Tools built tough. It's a hot Saturday afternoon in Adelaide. It's so perfect for summer of cricket. And it adds to the glory of the Adelaide Test, Peter Lawler. It's hard not to walk around going, oh, we love being in Adelaide for the Test.
1: Mate, I could whinge for Australia. But being in Adelaide for Test Match <laughs> cricket just makes me happy and huggy. and I've got a smile on my face all the time. Honestly, if you've never been to Adelaide for the cricket and you're listening to this broadcast, do yourself a favour. Jump in the car and come over. Everybody else does. People at breakfast this morning come across from Sydney to watch yep. the Adelaide test. They don't bother going to the SCG test. They uh, had a drink last night with the Western, Western uh, Districts Farmers from Victoria, Lockie Patterson and his mates yep. at the pub. Just a good test match experience. Can't even be ruined by the fact that they have it on at the wrong time. Mm. <laughs> Barat Sunderacen
0: from Crick Buzz, part of our call cool team, Bundaberg Ginger Beer. Barrett, welcome.
2: Uh, Thanks, Jared. Yeah, I hosted a little brunch this morning. Very close to my house. It was a two-minute walk. Uh, It was for the old Ignatians Cricket Club. Greg Blewett was uh, the chief guest, so I put him on the spot. He had a lot of funny stories to add. and Yeah, you're right. I mean, it adds to the atmosphere. I mean, uh, there we were talking about heart health, and then I said, well, you're talking to the right crowd. It's 9.30, and they're already... Chucked down three jugs of beer. So, oh, wow. <laughs>
1: but it all adds to it, right? I, I've seen a, a, an unfolding scandal on the streets of Adelaide this morning. Ooh, I think this tell. is going to make the newspapers, the local newspapers. The mayor of Adelaide and his child, Tra- Head, oh, right. Yes, were turned away from the local cafe this morning. Ooh. No room. No, not room. even wow. for Mister Head after he scored one hundred and seventy-five runs. I'm t- I wonder if he made two hundred. Yeah. would they have found a space for him? Yeah but uh, it's, it's pretty competitive trying to get into that cafe in the morning
2: yeah, but you keep calling him the mayor of Adelaide I, I did notice a few missed calls from him maybe he was getting in touch with the real mayor of Adelaide <laughs> to get him in yeah <laughs> there's a
1: certain cafe that the whole cricket community goes to it's quite interesting Oh yes, selectors is. were lining up trying to get in this morning Chris Rogers couldn't get in I don't <laughs> think he was turned away I guess they were sitting smugly at a table there in the front. <laughs> just got to get there at the right
0: time. That's it's right. Peter Rabbit, I presume. I don't want to say. Um, but <laughs> I've got a booking for tomorrow morning. <laughs>
1: oh, <yeah. laughs> That's, how That's how serious is. You're at a plus is. one.
0: Yeah. Um, what did you see
2: while you were doing your net whispering this morning, <laughs> Baron? Yeah, I was just walking in. so I wasn't surprised to see Manas Labashian in there. Mm. But, you know, this is why he is so good. He's not just happy with the runs he scored. He's not just thinking about today's play, he's already thinking ahead. He was batting in the net well outside his crease and getting uh, George Bailey and Michael to George Bailey just looked at me and said, yeah, yeah, it's the Same story every day and there he was giving them throwdowns but he was getting them to wang it at him short and he was so far out of his crease. I showed Jared a picture earlier, a few inches out so that he can get used to the faster pace coming at him because he's not going to face it during this game. None of the West right, Indians except yeah. al is going to test him even if he does get a bat in the second innings. So he's already has his eyes on South Africa the extra pace and he was trying to take on the short ball pull it a lot because he expects them to go short at him.
1: Well, I like that rather than ducking it he's going to take it on so it should be a good first morning of Gabba if he bats. Mm-hmm. Eh? Hmm.
2: So while you've been enjoying
0: the the splendour of Adelaide, you've buried your mind deep in the dark arts of ball tampering, Mm, Pete. And had a better examination than uh, the quotes of James Erskine around the origin of Australia's descent into madness and the role that South Africa played, which uh, is going to be front of mind next
1: week. Yes well it's a complex sort of contrived so you get lost in a maze around ball tampering don't oh. you but the connection with the south african team they all they always seem to trigger this controversy so i've gone back through a few incidents uh dating back to of course we remember the test match in hobart in 2016 wasn't it of course where the south africans swung the ball they used they they got done for ball tampering mm. The Australians got done for losing. Five players lost their spot in the team. Yeah. Three of them, ne- I think at least three of them, never played another game of cricket again. That was the consequence of losing, and it was spelled out to them. Yeah. You're paid to win games of cricket, and and maybe well, you just you work out how you're going to do it. And mm. I think it was even at that time David Warner said, well, they get reverse swing. What are you saying to us? Mm. Um, they weren't saying, they didn't say reverse, switch. you have to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They said, it's up to you, just win the game. Yep. And nothing, is, nothing spelt more con- uh, clearly than the consequences of losing. Interestingly enough, two years earlier, South Africa had whooped Australia in Port Elizabeth with the ball reversing very early on. Yep. And David Warner had wondered aloud on radio... Whether AB De Villiers was up to no good with his gloves, and you could see what was going on there. Um, for his efforts, he got a fine.
0: The game, not De Villiers. Yeah,
1: that's yes. exactly right. The whistleblower got the fine. So then we move. So it's from two fourteen to two sixteen, and sorry to jump around to two eighteen. Mm. Two eighteen series is coming up. They know exactly what's going to happen. And I wrote a story in that first Test match because I was listening on the I was listening on the stump mics on the. And both sides were accusing each other of tampering with the ball. Was, oh, this is reversing early. Yeah, well, you blokes, and it, <laughs> and it was on, and it became like an arms race. Mm. Australia lost their mind. They went too far. But it's it, I was just tra- tracking the antecedents of it. But don't I, I said I said to a senior player this morning, you're yeah, part of the problem. All your lives, you have denied that you tamper with the yes. ball. All your lives, you've been tampering with the ball. I've seen it. I know it. But when, whenever I confront you about it, you deny it. Whenever umpires or match referees are confronted with it, they, they want it to go away. They don't want to deal with it. So in 2012, I saw an Australian player thumb deep in a cricket ball. Um, it became an incident. The, the opposition team complained about it. It was dealt with by match referee Chris Borard. Like going into the going into the players' room and saying, "Don't do that again." Yep. Come on, mm. fellas, we don't need this. And no umpire wants to deal with it, do they? You know, they're all ex-players; they've got to live and work in this game. They don't really want to. It's all come on, fellas, pull your head in. You know, it's a kind of don't ask, don't tell. Is that what the Americans call yep. it? Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yeah, I can't believe we're still going on and on about it. But I guess we it will be ever us. It's a smouldering sort of rubbish dump fire in cricket. Yeah,
0: and it will be next week because part of the mm. attraction Ooh. of the series, which will be exploited for commercial ends, is that this is the first time these these two teams have <laughs> met since. Yeah. Right. It will be it'll be a sh- it will be so interesting to see yeah. how much a part of the advertising it is but it's it's
1: inevitable
0: that it will be a considerable part of the so
1: advertising is the poster for the south african visitors are they up to scratch <laughs> <Is that it>? <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: i didn't mind you said. how do you cheat better than the cheats <laughs> yeah like, well uh, yeah, that's that was, right yeah so that this is and yeah, you know, the fact that the warner debate sparks all of it on the way back yeah. to a south african test series
2: yeah, I remember the Farf Du incident here, the Mint Gate, as it was called. And I was still in India, and I did a proper deep dive. So I thought, I'll go to the head of the snake. I'll go straight to Sarfraz Nawaz, who's kind of is credited with having brought reverse swing into Vogue, and who once won a court case against uh, the English, couple of former England picketers in the early 90s who had accused him of ball tampering. Mm. In In England, he won that court case. But he spoke about how... The Pakistanis did it, but they were very subtle about it. And he said this is back in the day when during the drinks break, the ball was with them, not the umpires. The umpires now obviously take the ball after even the fall of every wicket. Uh, And how they had their own techniques of doing it. And I've spoken to Indian cricketers who said the way they did it you will never it's not like putting a ball into a washing machine it won't look like like you said nobody's mm. going to have his fingernail or her fingernail dug into the ball like whoever the australian you spoke about in 2012 and i remember speaking to uh, the indians who were on tour here in 2003 4 and a very senior rather renowned cricketer i told them before or by the time the ball goes back to the bowler from the keeper when a fast bowler is bowling it needs to pass at least four hands and he kind of taught them how, how you use your fingernail. It's not just about digging it and just scratching it. It's about there's, a, there's an art to it. And that happened. And the ball did reverse during that series for India. Right?
1: Well, yeah, if you want to know more see, uh, things that I have picked up recently, since they, take the, since they took the ball and it's always returned to the umpire. There is, however, a window. When the umpire puts the ball on the ground at the start of play and wanders out there and then the fielding team comes and picks it up, that's a window when things can be done. Jared, you're giving me a signal. No, sorry, I'm just, I'm taking signals. Oh, you're taking <laughs> signals yeah. and yeah. I'm receiving them Then I shouldn't be, sorry, to, uh, you're not talking about me. Um, no. And and I've known teams in in uh, club cricket and perhaps first-class cricket to use their thumbnail to lift the quarter seam. Hmm. Now, that takes a full team press to do that. Yes. Because if you lift the quarter seam, uh, you've got to get it down if a wicket falls. Yep. So someone swoops on it, pushes it at the at the end of every delivery, they they swoop on the ball, they push the quarter seam down, get it back to the bowl, and then just lift it up at the last minute. So it's never a chance that the umpire will pick it up yep. while the quarter seam is lifted. Yep. Yeah. There's all sorts of tricks going yep. on. Oh, it's, we've gone deep there. All yeah.
0: right, so it's National Lager Day, Pete. So at some point, have you published your top 50 beers this year yet? Uh, yes, I have. Right, yeah. well, I'm going to get that up. Okay. And we'll have a little chat about that and celebrate national lager Day appropriately our apparel partner is ringers western whether it's the paddock or the pub ringers western has the kit to keep you cool this summer let's just get a quick word from a west indian perspective before we set you up fully for day three the west indies are going to resume at four for 102 we uh, have benefited enormously from the insights of ian bishop throughout the way are you hanging in there ian
3: yeah I'm, I'm i'm up for a fight um i hope the west indies are up for it uh critical for them one of their stated goals uh, that has been public is to bat at least 100 overs each innings in Perth they got to 98 and then to 110 albeit Australia were missing Pat Cummins in that second innings it'll be interesting to see whether they've gone 40 so far how close they can push to or past that landmark it'll be harder Australia have got their full quarter of bowlers, but that is a goal that they still have in front of them.
0: I think the part I'm most looking forward to, and we got a taste of it at the end last night, was the, the bouncer bowling to Chandipal, who loves to hook. And those fields, there was a backstop, a third man, a fine leg, a deep backward square, a deep square, a, a short backward square, and a mid-wicket all there. And Chandipal, he kept coming at him. And what
3: was the conversation like at that point in the radio box? Well, we, we thought it would be a bad time at quarter to ten to get out hooking. Right. So we had a little bit of a lack of consensus of opinion in the other box. Yes. Uh, because Ricky Ponting, great batsman, and I have no reason to doubt him, but I had to have a different viewpoint of it. Not that one is right or wrong. I didn't think he should have been hooking at those. And coincidentally... His father called me this morning, and I don't have to tell you what he thought about him, Brandon, hooking at that stage of the innings. Will what have... are you doing? Yes, yes. Has he passed that sentiment on to his son? I think he did. Okay,
0: which makes it even more interesting at the But start, his son does like. not always listen to him because <laughs> he
3: said publicly that sometimes he'll message Brandon, and Brandon will not message him back for a couple of months and will only do it at his own behest. So clearly, Brandon is his own man at age 26, and I know what that's like. So the father can give advice, the granddad will be giving advice, but it's up to Brandon to determine for himself what he wants to do. Ian, great, great little story to start us off today. We will see you through
0: in this first session of play and see how much resistance the West Indies can still muster.